Hello and welcome to Daily Prayer today for August 6th, 2021. Glad that you are with me today. Let's go ahead and get started. O Lord, open my lips, and my mouth shall proclaim your praise. You created the day and the night, O God. You set the sun and the moon in their places. You set the limits of the earth. You made summer and winter. Our readings for today are Psalm 84 and 148. 2 Samuel 12, 1-12, Acts 19, 21-41, and Mark 9, 14-29. Listen for God's word to speak to you. Psalm 84 How lovely is your dwelling place, O Lord of hosts! My soul longs, indeed it faints, for the courts of the Lord. My heart and my flesh sing for joy to the living God. Even the sparrow finds a home, and the swallow a nest for herself, where she may lay her young. At your altars, O Lord of hosts, my King and my God, happy are those who live in your house, ever singing your praise. Selah. Happy are those whose strength is in you, in whose heart are the highways to Zion. As they go through the valley of Baca, they make it a place of springs. The early rain also covers it with pools. They go from strength to strength. The God of gods will be seen in Zion. O Lord God of hosts, hear my prayer. Give ear, O God of Jacob. Selah. Behold our shield, O God. Look on the face of your anointed. For a day in your courts is better than a thousand elsewhere. I would rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than live in the tents of wickedness. For the Lord God is a sun and shield. God bestows favor and honor. No good thing does the Lord withhold from those who walk uprightly. O Lord of hosts, happy is everyone who trusts in you. Psalm 148. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord from the heavens. Praise God in the heights. Praise God, all God's angels. Praise God, all God's host. Praise God, sun and moon. Praise God, all you shining stars. Praise God, you highest heavens, and you waters above the heavens. Let them praise the name of the Lord, for God commanded and they were created. God established them forever and ever. God fixed their bounds, which cannot be passed. Praise the Lord from the earth, you sea monsters and all deeps, fire and hail, snow and frost, stormy wind fulfilling God's command. Mountains and all hills, fruit trees and all cedars, wild animals and all cattle, creeping things and flying birds, kings of the earth and all peoples, princes and all rulers of the earth, young men and women alike, old and young together. Let them praise the name of the Lord, for God's name alone is exalted. God's glory is above earth and heaven. God has raised up a horn for God's people. Praise for all God's faithful. For the people of Israel, who are close to God, praise the Lord. 2 Samuel 12, 1-14 But the thing that David had done displeased the Lord, and the Lord sent Nathan to David. He came to him and said to him, 
There were two men in a certain city, one rich and the other poor. The rich man had very many flocks and herds, but the poor man had nothing but one little ewe lamb, which he had bought. He brought it up, and grew. it grew up with him and with his children. He used to eat of his meager fare and drink from his cup and lie in his bosom, and it was like a daughter to him. Now there came a traveler to the rich man, and he was loath to take one of his own flock or herd to prepare for the wayfarer who had come to him, but he took the man's, the poor man's lamb and prepared that for the guest who had come to him. Then David's anger was greatly kindled against the man. He said to Nathan, As the Lord lives, the man who has done this deserves to die. He shall restore the lamb fourfold, because he did this thing and because he had no pity. Nathan said to David, You are the man. Thus says the Lord, the God of Israel, I anointed you king over Israel, and I rescued you from the hand of Saul. I gave you your master's house and your master's wives into your bosom, and gave you the house of Israel and of Judah, and if that had been too little, I would have added as much more. Why have you despised the word of the Lord to do what is evil in God's sight? You have struck down Uriah the Hittite with the sword, and have taken his wife to be your wife, and have killed him with the sword of the Ammonites. Therefore, Now therefore the sword shall never depart from your house, for you have despised me and have taken the wife of Uriah the Hittite to be your wife. Thus says the Lord, I will raise up trouble against you from within your own house, and I will take your wives before your eyes and give them to your neighbor, and he shall lie with your wives in the sight of this very son. For you did it secretly, but I will do this thing before all Israel and before the son. David said to Nathan, I have sinned against the Lord. Nathan said to David, Now the Lord has put away your sin. You shall not die. Nevertheless, because by this deed you have utterly scorned the Lord, the child that is born to you shall die. Acts 19, 21-41 Now after these things had been accomplished, Paul resolved in the spirit to go through Macedonia and Achaia and then to go to Jerusalem. He said, After I have gone there, I must also go see Rome. So he sent two of his helpers, Timothy and Erastus, to Macedonia, while he himself stayed for some time longer in Asia. About that time, no little disturbance broke out concerning the way. A man named Demetrius, a silversmith who made silver shrines of Artemis, brought no little business to the artisans. These he gathered together with the workers of the same trade and said, Men, you know that we get our wealth from this business. You also see and hear that not only in Ephesus, but also, but almost the whole of Asia, this Paul has persuaded and drawn away a considerable number of people by saying that gods must made by hands are not gods. And there is danger, not only that this trade of ours may come into disrepute, but also that the temple of the great goddess Artemis will be scorned, and she will be deprived of her majesty and brought all Asia and the world to worship her. When they heard this, they were enraged and shouted, Great is Artemis and the, of the Ephesians! The city was filled with the confusion, and people rushed together to the theater, dragged with them Gaius and Aristarchus, Macedonians who were Paul's travel companions, 
Paul wished to go into the crowd, but the disciples would not let him. Even some officials of the province of Asia who were friendly to him sent him a message urging him not to venture into the theater. Meanwhile, some were shouting one thing, some another, for the assembly was in confusion, and most of them did not know why they had come together. Some of the crowd gave instructions to Alexander, whom the Jews had pushed forward, and Alexander motioned for silence and tried to make a defense before the people. But when they recognized that he was a Jew, for about two hours, all of them shouted in unison, Great is Artemis of the Ephesians! But when the town clerk had quieted the crowd, he said, Citizens of Ephesus, who is there that does not know that the city of the Ephesians is the temple keeper of the great Artemis and of the statue that fell from heaven? Since these things cannot be denied, you ought to be quiet and do nothing rash. You have brought these men here who are neither temple robbers nor blasphemers of our goddess. If therefore Demetrius and the artisans with him have a complaint against anyone, the courts are open, and there are proconsuls. Let them bring charges there against one another. If there's anything further you want to know, it must be settled in the regular assembly. For we are in danger of being charged with rioting today, since there is no cause that we can give to justify this commotion. When he had said this, he dismissed the assembly. And from Mark chapter chapter 9, verses 14 through 29. When they came to the disciples, they saw a great crowd around them and some scribes arguing with them. When the whole crowd saw him, Jesus, they were immediately overcome with awe and they ran forward to greet him. He asked them, what are you arguing about with them? Someone from the crowd answered him, teacher, I brought you my son. He, was, he has a spirit that makes him unable to speak and whenever it seizes him, it dashes him down and he foams and grinds his teeth and becomes rigid. And I asked your disciples to cast it out, but they could not do so. He answered them, You faithless generation, how much longer must I be among you? How much longer must I put up with you? Bring him to me. And they brought the boy to him. When the spirit saw him immediately, it convulsed the boy, and he fell on the ground and rolled about foaming at the mouth. Jesus asked the father, How long has this been happening to him? And he said, From childhood. It is often cast him into the fire and into the water to destroy him. But if you are able to do anything, have pity on us and help us. Jesus said to him, If you are able, all things can be done for the one who believes. Immediately the father of the child cried out, I believe. Help me in my unbelief. When Jesus saw that a crowd came running together, he rebuked the unclean spirit, saying to it, Your spirit that keeps you spirit that keeps this boy from speaking and hearing, I command you, come out of him and never enter him again. After crying out and convulsing him terribly, it came out, and the boy was like a corpse, so that most of them said, He is dead. But Jesus took him by the hand and lifted him up, and he was able to stand. When he had entered the house, his disciples asked him privately, Why could we not cast it out? He said to them, This kind can come out only through prayer. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So, first we have the reading from 2 Samuel, which is a continuation of the David and Bathsheba story. So we heard that all yesterday. Um, He saw Bathsheba naked. 
invited her to have sex with him, um, killed her husband because of it, because she was found pregnant, um, and thought he had gotten away with it. Well, he did not. Nathan the prophet comes to David and says, I have this little story for you. And he tells him a story about two men, one with one sheep and one with many sheep. And David is so caught up in this story and is so enraged at this this terrible man who would dare to have so much, all of these many sheep, and would go and take the sheep of the man who only had one. He says, this man should die. And Nathan says, you are that man. And David realizes all that has happened, right? That, that his sin is not hidden from God. Perhaps part of this, I wonder if part of this is that, um, and, and part of the power of the story that Nathan tells, is that David grew up a she- not only a shepherd, but also not particularly wealthy. I always get the sense. Um, and so there's sort of this class sort of thing here. How dare that fat cat take that, um, that one sheep? And he realizes he's that one. He's the one with the means. He's the one with the power. And he misused that power. Um, God says, you are going to be punished for this. Again, the, the expectation was very high, just like it was with Saul. And just like with Saul, David does not live up to that expectation. And yet, unlike Saul, David has a very different view of it. He immediately asks for forgiveness, partially because he's been found out, yes. Um, But we also have um, Psalm 51 is written in response to this, uh, him acknowledging his own sin and, and how ultimately he has sinned against God beyond anything else. Um. Nathan says to David that the sword will never leave his house, that there's going to be inner turmoil within his own house, partially because of or because of this thing. The other thing that is going to happen is this child that Bathsheba is bearing is going to die, which is a terrible and tragic thing. Um, it sounds like there I can imagine <laughs> this this could sound very harsh, right? God is killing this child um, for David's sin. Um, And that is harsh, and it is troubling. It's deeply, deeply troubling. Um, But there are consequences to our sin. There are consequences to our actions. That is a good and a bad, right? There are good consequences to our actions. We can make change. We can help one another, we can share with one another, but we can also hurt each other deeply, um, and we can reap what we sow. We have in Acts, Paul is going all around Asia and is so successful that there is this counter um, protest, basically. Not only from the Jewish authorities, though that has seemed to have settled down, but This is from people who are a part of this market that sells specifically idols of Artemis. Ephesus apparently was known for a temple of Artemis, um, and they had great national pride over that, or city pride, I guess, pride. 
about it. And they are worried because Paul is telling everyone that gods are just, or these these idols, these gods that they are worshiping are actually nothing. They're just hunks of, of metal. And so they are angry about it and they form this huge mob. They come together and it is literally a mob. Half the people don't even know what's going on. They push people forward. They're just yelling people down. Eventually it is stopped because one of the officials of the city says, hey, 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 wait a second. There are proper channels to go through. If you have a complaint, you can go to the court. If you have an issue, you can come into the assembly. But this is a mob. This is, there's, we're rioting right now. This is not something that we should be doing. So everybody just go home, cool down, and we can go through the proper channels. Um, They're trying to get rid of Paul. In fact, Paul wants to go to this assembly and people beg him, do not go in there. They're going to kill you. This is not a good opportunity. This is not a good scene. Um, And so he eventually doesn't. Then we have in Mark's gospel, an interesting story. Remember, the disciples have just come back from this mission where they were sent to go and cast out demons, to heal people, to do all these sort of things. They have come back to Jesus, and Jesus comes upon um, a man arguing with some of the disciples who has brought his son to them to have this demon cast out, and it won't. And Jesus is in a grumpy mood, right? He <laughs> He says, how long do I have to deal with you people, right? How long do I have to suffer through all of these stupid things almost, right? What's going on? He says, this is, this is going on. If you have the power, then would you cast him out? And Jesus says, what, what do you mean? If I have the power, God can do anything. You just have to believe. And we have this amazing, amazing line that this man says. He says, Lord, I believe. Help me in my unbelief, which is a great reminder that we're not all the way there, right? There are things that we still ponder over. I've been having a decent amount of conversations lately with folks about um, either themselves or, or others having trouble with things like, you know, why is evil exist in the world? Why does God just sort of allow us to be sinful and separate us from God? Um, why is, do bad things happen in the world, right? And there's a part of our, the Christian tradition, especially from our evangelical siblings, that says, no, no, no don't doubt, you know, don't, don't even think about those questions. But, you know, our our tradition is one that embraces those challenging questions. And these are not, not, not easy to answer questions. But this man has a really interesting, um, and I think good, is a good model for us in those challenging questions. He says, I believe, I, I make the choice to believe that you can do this, but there's some things I'm still working on. Help me in my unbelief. When we reach out to God, when we reach out to fellow believers to work through these things, it's messy, it's uncomfortable, it's hard, but God can give us understanding, and if not understanding, acceptance, maybe? I don't know. These hard 
questions of faith we need to work through, we need to think about. Because if we just repress them and push them aside, we get people who, because those questions have gone unanswered and they don't see a good answer or even an attempt at an answer from us, will go away, shaking their heads, assuming that there is no answer. Perhaps we, like this man, should model a faith that says, I believe, but help me in my unbelief. Help me in the questions and the things that I'm struggling with. I think that is a much more faithful view of who we are as as believers. Because if we're honest, we don't have everything figured out. There are still things that are hard. There are still things that we question. We can maybe even have big theological sort of statements about how the world works and we have an answer to the problem of pain and the problem of evil and then we encounter it in our own lives and we say what is God doing? I think there are answers. There are. They're not easy answers. They're not straightforward and and sort of pat answers. In fact, People have been struggling with these kinds of questions for literally thousands of years. That tells you not only if you are questioning these things that you are in good company, but also that there is not a straightforward answer to these things. But we continue. We say, Lord, I believe, but help me in my unbelief. I didn't mean that to be a whole sermon about that, but anyways, let's go ahead and join together in prayer. Satisfy us with your love in the morning, and we will live this day in joy and praise. We praise you, God, our Creator, for your handiwork in shaping and sustaining your wondrous creation. Especially we thank you for the ministry of all the baptized. Those who provide for public safety and well-being. those with whom we work or share common concerns. Opportunities to share good news with others. The treasure stored in every human life. People of God, for what else do we give thanks? We give thanks for questions. For times when we are not perfect. And where we learn and grow. We dare to pray for others, God our Savior, claiming your love in Jesus Christ for the whole world, committing ourselves to care for others. In his name. Especially we pray for the church in Asia and the Middle East. Those who seek to save the earth from destruction. Those who work for the benefit of others. 
those who cannot work today. All who proclaim your saving love. People of God, for what else do we pray? We lift up an online prayer request for Rebecca and another one for Mina, who is struggling with employment and waiting to hear back from an interview. We pray for Lynn, a friend of Bill's sister, whose husband Jim died last week. We pray for Pam, a friend of Bill's who's back in the or back home from the hospital. We pray for Rebecca, a close friend of the Marler family. We lift up an online silent prayer request for a friend facing medical issues. We pray for Mary, who slipped at work. For Sandra, a friend of the Prices, whose husband fell and hit his head and has died as a result. We pray for Nick, who's going to be having knee replacement this week, next week, excuse me. For Ernie, who is recovering from knee replacement surgery. For Barbara, who continues to have health issues. And for Sandra, with an online prayer request for health of her family. Lord God, for all of these prayers and all of the many that are on our hearts and our minds, we pray that you would do immeasurably more than we could ask or imagine. As you cause the sun to rise, O God, bring the light of Christ to dawn in our souls and dispel the shadows of hatred and fear. Give us grace to reflect Christ's glory and let his love show in our deeds, his peace shine in our words, and his healing in our touch, that all may give him praise now and forever. Amen. Now let us continue to praise you in the words that Christ taught us, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Now may the God of hope fill us with all joy and peace through the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Bless the Lord. The Lord's name be praised.